I don't know about you, but I love the fucking podium. And I, I feel like you should be giving a lecture, like a, a, a discussion. This, welcome to Advanced Podcasting 401. Yeah, thank you for coming out. The uh, teaching assistants will be handing out the syllabus. I hope you all did your summer reading list. Was that, are you trying to be as boring as possible? Like, if you had to be boring, <laughs> like, go be boring right now, is that what you would say? Do you want to hear something really weird? Yeah. I don't think I've said this anywhere else before. Well, say uh, it now. Cracker I mean, I've said Jack. it other places, but just not in front of other people. Um, I, 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 there's a good chance that in the spring of 2018, I'm going to be teaching a class at the University of Texas just down the road. It's About a, what? I probably ruined it by saying it out loud, but uh, we've been we've been, ta I've been talking with uh, some people there at the I, university. I feel like at no point when you're doing that will you get a reaction that's that good. No. Wait, what are you teaching? What's that? What are you teaching? Stop what you, it. What are you teaching? What, you, what am I teaching? Being a badass 101, Barb. <laughs> no, no. But at first, I wasn't sold to being a badass, but then I heard 101. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like how he's saying <laughs> that, That's about right. It's yeah. an introduction to badass. <laughs> introduction to badass. You're talking about being a badass. You have a name tag that says your name on it right now. People want to know who I am? Oh. I just realized we sat in the right order. Yeah, well, my, our drinks were backwards. Oh. My drink was over there, and Bernie's was here, so I just swapped them, and then everything's fine. <laughs> Gus, we need a fifth microphone down here for Gus. Gavin, Barbara, Bernie, and... Maybe that's what that one's for. Didn't we have a couch last time? Yeah, we, we did, yeah. No, we got demoted. No, 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 we had Casper mattresses last time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that last time? We that, yeah, and uh, you yeah. guys smelt Blaine's protein shake. Ah. Uh. And I was worried we were going to have you guys throw up on the beds, and that would be weird marketing. That was disgusting. And then that lady from the audience came up and drank that. Oh, I forgot about that. Is she that here? Part. No, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> She made it about a week. She's all, she, wait, she's in the back? All the way? Oh, hi. Closest seat to the bathroom, I see. <laughs> Staying Still as far away sick. from us as possible. What did you bring her to drink this year? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dog over here. Oh, is that the same dog from yesterday? Oh my God, it is. It's not, they're saying no, no, no. That dog, dog was at the Ladies of Rooster Teeth panel. It is the cutest fucking dog I've ever seen. It has a vest on. Is it one of those don't pet me dogs? Could it we? just has a fashionable vest. Is that what it is? What it's is it? Super, super stylish. stylish. It's, I always feel like it's kind of like when you see a dog in a place where you normally don't see a dog, and then they have that vest on, and it says, don't pet them. It's just like such oh. a ripoff. Where do you normally not see a dog? What? Where do you see a dog where there's not normally a dog? In the airport. There's so dogs, dogs in the all airport all the time. Yeah, but they have the vest on that says, don't pet them. Not all the time. You just don't pay attention to the vest, I bet. I you're, don't. You're, you're petting away. I I've saw a dog at the grocery store the other day. Who? That felt really weird. <gasps> yeah, that's weird. What is it now? People can just take their dogs everywhere. That's a new thing. <laughs> Have you seen the rule, by the way, in, uh, in the New York City subway system? Oh, yeah. Where you can only bring a dog in the subway if it can fit in a bag? So now people have like Rottweiler-sized bags <laughs> that they, they put their dogs into. It's pretty great. It's really funny. All the dogs look super happy to be in bags. They're like, they're like oh, I, I see why cats were always about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't let the cat see me doing this. If you pet a dog that's, that says don't pet on it, are you making it shittier at its job? Like you might get the dog fired. Is that why they don't want you to pet it? Like maybe, like maybe you're rewarding it for like a bad behavior. Or like the not whatever it's supposed to do behavior, you know. 
They're working You're dogs. You're distracting it? Yes. It it's, can't have like a 10-second break. Listen, the dog's got a salary to keep up. It's like, up. imagine if you were on set, you're filming slow-mo, and I showed up, and I was like, hey, Gab, what's up? I'd love it. I'd bloody love that. <laughs> yeah, it'd make me feel nice. <laughs> no, no, no yelling from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> that was the nicest <laughs> way you've ever said that. They, they, they know. Gus, as you get older... Ten years ago, you would have screamed at him. Now he's just like the dad disappointed. No, no don't, don't, no. don't. Simmer down, Junior. No. Uh, don't make me turn this podcast around. <laughs> Do we have we introduced ourselves, or does it not matter at this? Oh, point? I'm Gus. I'm Gavin. I'm Barbara. Uh, I'm Bird. And I'm Gus. I got a name tag. You don't even know who I am. Yet. Don't, uh, don't piss Gus off, otherwise he'll put metal detectors to get out of this room. So help me. Oh, And then soon. we'll all live here forever. I don't think they would mind. What's that? I don't think they'd mind. Yeah. Hey, who would you eat first? So this is something we've talked about a lot. <laughs> Are people um, volunteering to be... No, I mean on this table. Oh. But y'all look delicious, so... I'm, I'm find, just gristle. I want to find like a grass-fed person. So a vegetarian? Farm-raised. See, I do feel like though, <clears throat> I do feel like if, like if we got in a situation where we had to eat somebody at Rooster Teeth, <laughs> obvious choice would be <laughs> someone like Blaine, right? But no, like, no, no, he's like, too muscly. Yeah, it's like low body fat. He wouldn't have no, no marbling. No flavor. Yeah. Gristle. Like Andy Blanchard would be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, he's, he's lost a lot of weight. He looks good. No, I'm saying about yeah, but he's younger, too. And it's he's like, already medium rare, too. He's like veal. <laughs> he's already got that reddish tinge that we like. True. He, he comes pre-cooked. He's pre-cooked. He's like ham. I think, I think uh, the person I'd least want to eat is probably Gus. Just, you're, you're just too skinny. You haven't seen my belly, have you? Gus would be turned into a, like, a kebab meat spit yeah. thing. I don't think that's a it's, cut of meat for anyone. The belly. I've never heard of that. Pork belly? Pork belly? Yeah. In your face. Is anybody, else, <laughs> is anybody else creeped out by the one person watching up there in the window? <laughs> All right, everyone look at him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like not even fully in the window. He's like yeah. off to the side. <laughs> what is Just kind of peeking out. What is that area up there? I, it's like, I bet that looked terrifying. I bet that was like Inception where <laughs> 5,000 people just went... <laughs> It's like some Manchurian candidate hey, stuff going so on. so every time we have like a big group of people, you guys always want them to do like cracking their knuckles all together, or doing something all together. Could we, no, don't do it. Could everyone at the same time say the word moist? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Why okay, moist? okay, I'll count you down. Three. You got to set it up better, otherwise they're just going to mess it up. Are, we gonna, are they going to yell moist? No, like, like moist. There you go. So, so you're going to nice whisper practice moist. Practice on me. Is it one, two, three, and then I'm moist? So or? it goes three, two, one. Moist. Like Perfect. that? Okay, yes. got it. All right, you ready? Three, two, one. Moist. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <gasps> what would it be like if, if, everyone, <sighs> if everyone got wet at the same time? Go ahead. Could you, like, wring it out into a jug, like, total? Your I don't vagina know. lips? Could you collect? <laughs> like, how much moisture does a room this big have in the genital area? I'm more worried about the wringing it out. What are you <laughs> wringing? That's what I'm I asking. mean, like, squeeze the labia. Ugh. 
Meg's a really lucky girl. Be gross, wouldn't it? Do you get home and she's like, hey, baby, ring me out? (laughs) (laughs) All right, should we we try the big group podcast tradition? The three, two, one? Should we try it? How many of you, this is your first podcast panel ever? All right. Oh, my God. It's like every lot of you. So here's what we're going to do. Just like you said, moist. Shame on you. Uh, We are all three, two, one, and everyone in this room is going to crack their knuckles. No shouting during it or anything. Just enjoy that horrific sound you're about to hear. So here's the way it's going to work. Three, two, one, crack. Everybody ready? All right. Listen, don't hurt yourself. You know your limits. (laughs) All right. Ready? Three, two, one, crack. It's so good. Every year, it's so good. (laughs) It's so gross. I could see the people's looks on their face go from excitement to, oh. (laughs) So disturbing. I wonder if you could do it with enough people where it would be like a firework that you see in the distance where you see them all go like that, and you're like, what is that in here? (laughs) I mean, it takes time for the... Yeah, I bet the back row. Like a a couple second delays over a mile. (laughs) Yeah. All right. What is Since this? Since you saw a dog in the supermarket, yeah. Gus, I want to bring up a discussion that you and I had previously. Okay. Where I mentioned that I moved to LA. I was there for two months. Mm-hmm. And I bought butter while I was there. And I bought four sticks of butter. I took support. I, anticipating this argument, I took pictures. I have a fucking prepare. video. <laughs> so here's what I went to the grocery store. Jen, can we show the video? So this is the dairy section at the local grocery store. Show me the single stick of butter in this huge display of butter. Hey, there's a coupon, two for five. I should have taken that coupon. (laughs) Well, right here, I can show you from my refrigerator the pack of two, and if I look online right now, I can find you the pack of one. You can see I took this Who orders butter online? Who does that? I'm showing you it exists. I'm showing you the box. I even took a close-up that says, what does that say, Gavin? Two sticks. You know, you could order online if you had a cold mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) That's absolutely true. It's a great invention. Wait, what is the argument here? What's that? Like, what are you you guys arguing? He thinks he's a lunatic. He says you can only buy butter in four sticks. Why why do you want to buy it in a stick anyway? Just buy the little punnet thing and rip the lid off. Shut up, French. That's not part of this argument. (laughs) Look, here was the whole thing. I said that I moved out of my place in Los Angeles after two months and I had three sticks of butter left. And Gus went on this like shaming tear where he was like, you bought four sticks of butter in your uh, condo? <laughs> no, I asked, all, right? What I couldn't understand was, why do you use that much butter? And then you said you didn't, that you had it all left over. Then I had, buy less. I had three less. He's like, well, just buy one stick of butter. And I'm like, you can buy sticks of butter in one? And he was like, absolutely. And he has to go online to get it. I, well, I took a photo of two from my fridge. Next time I'm at the grocery store, I didn't prepare as much as you. I'll take a photo of the one and I'll send it to you. I've never, you look at that entire case. You're at H-E-B. I told you, go to the Whole Foods at 6th and Lamar. That's where I've Who's seen it. Who's doing that? Hey, are you guys happy you lined up for like hours to hear about this? <laughs> so who buys, who buys their butter in stick form? That's right. I buy it in Because of freedom. Who, buy, who, buy, who buys in tub form? Tub's where it's at. And I swear everyone just put it half and half. Bed. Yeah. You fucking socialists. Well, how do you close? A stick is messy. You gotta like wrap it up again. 
You get gammy edges. Just put the lid on. Put the lid on that little pot of butter. Yeah, but, but you're, when you're, when, you're so germophobic, you're like, it's the same butter for, according to Gus, a year and a half that you would take to go through the butter. That's why I buy a stick. Don't talk to me. I've got a system. <laughs> I'm the one that's not crazy up here. <laughs> but uh, I think the big deal is a lot of recipes go by like half stick or quarter stick of butter. That is true. They don't do ounces of butter but or scoops out of the can. But aren't there sizes you could buy? Go ahead, Barb. Aren't that won't be a screenshot. Aren't there? Like it's Photoshop. Aren't there different sizes of <laughs> butter? <laughs> I could have sworn there's like okay, I bought like little tiny like smaller sticks of butter what, that are like. What what'll happen little, is a, a normal stick is typically a quarter cup, but you can get the smaller ones that are like half sticks as well. Okay, that was our argument. Saw. But those are like eight small sticks. You don't buy those in like. You can't buy just one of the half sticks. What if you have a bundle of sticks? Oh. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> okay, so shoving stuff down your throat typically is hard, right? Typically it's hard, like yeah. If you had a sausage and you just shoved it down the gullet, it would probably scrape. Ugh. But I feel like butter would be great practice for shoving. Like, if, if I got no. you a stick of butter, would you just push it down your esophagus? Liter yeah, but it, literally, what the fuck? It wouldn't reach. I can only get it down to about here with a really aggressive... You couldn't push. take it from there? Nope. All you gotta do is swallow. But I think what I'd end up doing is using another stick of butter, like, <laughs> to like... And then I wouldn't know when to stop, you know? Maybe I could tie a string to the last one and yank it back out. And then, now all of a sudden you're glad you bought four sticks of butter. I'm glad we talked about this. Are you wanting to practice shoving stuff down your throat? No, I'm just saying if I was gonna start, I'd definitely start with a stick of butter. <laughs> like, what would be better? Ice. Ice? Oh no, that, Cause then that, it melts. That would hurt. That would make me like yeah. tense up. Well, because then he, it's like not really technically a choking hazard, right? Cause it'll just melt before you die. You can still, ch you can still choke on it. I'm ice. just kidding. I know you would choke and die on it. <laughs> we had some very concerned people in the audience. No, don't do it. <laughs> Did someone say do it? Stop. Stop encouraging them. You know, Gavin, while you're trying out putting things in. I'm not ice, trying anything. The butter could be helpful somewhere else, too. All right, so what else should we talk about on this And podcast? the longer you work on it, the easier it would get, if you think about it, from body heat. The stuff that would drip out would be insane. <laughs> It'd be like the stuff you pour on popcorn. <laughs> it's gonna melt up there. <laughs> hey, girl in the back, we're gonna need you in about 30 minutes. <laughs> we, got, we have a new concoction for you. Andy Blanchard's working on it backstage. <laughs> just so we're clear, we'll we're talking on about it in his ass, right? What? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Thanks, Barb. <laughs> Thank you. He, Thanks uh, for bringing that home. I just wanted to make sure. Man, he was a train wreck this week. Oh, and on the spot? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I talked to him about it the next day, uh, the next morning. I was like, how are you feeling? He's like, oh, no, I feel fine. You know, I was okay. He said, I got there. He said, yeah, I, was, I had a few shots uh, at last call. Then we sat down, and I realized that Shannon was there, and I thought, oh, shit. Shannon's like a real improv person. And I got really nervous, so I started drinking. <laughs> and I was like, well, it didn't make it any better. <laughs> God. Didn't he almost choke on something? He almost choked on a, on a fake hamburger. <laughs> but they, that was actually really cut down in the final version. Like, when it was happening live, he started turning purple. Why did we cut it out? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that alone would get more views than the episode. I don't know what camera was on at the moment. Andy Blanchard, dead? Question mark? <laughs> 
too good, far. It's a good clickbait title. I like it. Thank you. But, and then my it. concern, of course, because I'm a very selfish person, is I saw this happening and I thought, am I going to have to give him the Heimlich? Because he's probably going to puke on me if I do that. <laughs> so it was like the internal struggle of, is Andy worth it? Is he worth having to wash a shirt? Yeah, well, it wouldn't even be a shirt. It would have been like my arms, right? Because I would have been behind him. <laughs> oh, it's really hard to get stuff off skin. Yeah, just, it's a gross factor. Did you hear that the guy that invented the Heimlich maneuver was finally able to use it before he died? Oh, I didn't know he used it. Yeah, and then I think he died after that. But he, he did it. He's credited with saving like hundreds of thousands of people, right? So he's like the opposite of Hitler. Like, yeah, who has much. saved the most people? What would, that, be, what would be the Hitler this? maneuver? We did, we, we did some research on who has saved the most amount of people. Who did we come up with? It was the whoever invented nitrogenized fertilizer, right? Oh, right. Yeah, right. Right. From starvation or something like that, or credited with making. I, I was, I think I was conjecturing it would be like Jonas Salk or somebody who cured something. And it's like, no, nah, just somebody who let us eat as much as we want to <laughs> in environments where you clearly shouldn't be able to grow food. Yeah, seven billion people. There's a lot of people in the world. There is. I don't, it's sometimes. I mean, it's hard to say here. We're in a room full of a bunch of knuckle crackers, but uh, it sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Like. I was, on a, I was in an airport the other day, and I was thinking about just how many people are just stacked in there. But then I get on the plane, and I fly, and there's nothing for miles and miles. Well, yeah, if you condensed everyone, that would show that everyone could live on a very small footprint if you lived, like, in a density of, like, a Manhattan. But people just take up a bunch of land. People You're talking about they could physically exist, not live. Like, it wouldn't be sustainable. Right. Uh, so you're saying we're being really efficient right now. No. With all of this. Oh, with this? Yes. Yeah. But these people don't live here. They're just going to sit here for an hour and a half, and they're going to move on. You'd run out of resources quickly. In this room? You could only have, like, half a stick of butter each. <laughs> That's a lot of butter. Did you see that thing on Reddit the other day? Uh, it was uh, Today I Learned. Probably. That one company supplies, or it was, it was like a company started by one guy, supplies all the cheese to every major pizza chain in the United States. Is it a margarita pizza? Oh, uh-oh. Ellie and Barbara about to square off. I think it was Domino's, uh, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, and Little Caesars. I'll get their, their cheese from the same guy. And he also gives all the cheese for Hot Pockets. Really? Yeah. I think it was like a billion pounds of cheese a year. <laughs> and what's, what's so special about this guy? I, who knows? He clearly found a way to combine like milk and sawdust for the cheese quality of all those products. I really Wait, wanna... do we have a sponsor today? <laughs> Is it Domino's? <laughs> oh, or do anything? we? We're okay. You're okay. I want to start a cheese company, and I want to call it Cheese Louise. Oh, man. Just yeah. encouraging her. Yeah. Yeah, that's my, next, that's my next business, my next venture. Why would you reward such behavior? <laughs> I know. Haven't you guys learned? It's never going to stop. I'm, uh, I'm with Ellie on the whole margarita thing. You guys don't know what a margarita is. You guys are British. Why don't we clarify what we're talking about? For I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Those of you who haven't seen it, how many of you got a chance to see uh, the RTX food vlog that we made this week? All right. Now, have any of you gone to any of those restaurants? Oh, wow. All right. That okay. was recorded, so we get a commission on each one of those for everything. I, I understand that Paco's Tacos, the first stop that we made, has been overrun by RTX attendees. <laughs> and it's actually right down the road from our uh, studio if uh, people wanted to take a picture outside our high security fences. They can do that. But, uh, yeah, so we did this food vlog, and one of the stops that we made was to a place that we have mentioned many times on the podcast before. We stopped at Home Slice Pizza, which is, yes, a wonderful pizza place in Austin. If you haven't eaten there before and you like New York-style pizza, you can just head that way. Right? Am I pointing no. the right direction? 
Uh, kind of, yeah, kind of that, that way. way? Yeah. yeah. And uh, head south on Congress, get across the bridge. How do you know which way you're facing? I have a pretty good sense of direction. This Trinity is right there. What's that? Trinity is right there. Yeah, that's, there. Yeah, right. that's right there. The Travis is right there. So, boop, that way. Okay. So, can I, I read? I did it, dude, totally instinctively. I can, did it. Can I read you a little Wikipedia entry about Margarita Pizza? Yeah, so we ordered, we wanted to order a cheese pizza because we were eating at seven and it turned into eight restaurants in one day. So we were going to go light at Home Slice and just all eat a slice of cheese pizza. But Ellie, being British, ordered the pizza and she ordered a margarita pizza, which came and it was like bread with tomatoes on it and basil and like a couple like balls of cheese. What was it? It was, it was like, like white gooey liquidy cheese. It was cheese. like ricotta cheese or something yeah. like that. And so... Ellie was equally as perplexed because she said, in her country, margarita pizza is cheese pizza. In England, That's what is Wikipedia I can said. vouch. Pizza margarita, also known as margarita pizza in the U.S., <laughs> is a typical Neapolitan pizza made with tomatoes, mozzarella, fresh basil, salt, and extra virgin olive oil. It was good. Can you it read, like, not the international definition? I mean, that is it. It, it says... Bullshit. Liar. Origin. Uh, let's see if I let's see if I can find your stupid version in here. What do you guys okay? Do? Look up, look up like Tesco's oven pizza. <laughs> you weren't <laughs> at a fucking Tesco. From you weren't at a Tesco. <laughs> Has anyone been to Via Three One Three? If you're in Austin for any more days, you should absolutely go there. They have the best pizza, in my opinion, in and in the city. They've got Fago, and you can get the root beer Fago. It goes really good with uh, yeah. their pizza. Via Three One Three, get the Cadillac pizza. Really good. Well, they call it this Detroit-style pizza, but yeah. did they just make that up? No, it takes your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, a, uh, it's a pizza that is currently experiencing urban decay. <laughs> <laughs> it's slowly being reclaimed by nature. It's going to take a government bailout. <laughs> there was a oh, got some people from Detroit here. <laughs> hey, one. put your hands up for Detroit. Are you really from Detroit? Oh, wow, a lot. Ah, you got out. Congrats. Like you a, don't have to go back. <laughs> no. You'll probably die of heat exposure while you're here. How's everybody doing? Drinking water? Everybody doing okay in the Texas heat? Yeah? Yeah, we uh, planning an event in Austin, Texas in July was really a brilliant move, I think, on our part. You know we can change it, right? You just move it. We really can't. Why? It's really, di it's really difficult. The convention center gets booked so far in advance. Start your own convention center. <laughs> The reason RTX is held this weekend, the reason we got it in, t in 2012 for the 4th of July weekend is because it's so hot, nobody else ever wanted to hold a convention this weekend. <laughs> like, it was the only weekend available in the entire year for the convention. Center. So these guys are the most dedicated convention attendees of the entire year. Oh, yeah. Fair play. And, and they told me, they were like, yeah, Austin's just not like a summer destination kind of place. People try to get away from here. We're just a bunch of indoor kids. <laughs> yeah. Stay in the AC and not go anywhere. You can't play video games outside. Yeah, Unless you're playing a Switch, which isn't a real video game system. So, <laughs> What did you just say? That's right. Oh, wow. You know what fucking really panel agrees. you came to? And for context, I think, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, the 2012 RTX was just this hall. So where you all are, up to that wall, like this was it. And 4,500 people attended. And I think there's probably 4,500 people in the audience right yeah. now. So this is the size of the first RTX in the convention. That was there. a nightmare. And it was right here. Was anybody there? Oh, wow. I am so sorry. 
And right over there is where the guy talked to me in the bathroom while I was peeing. Oh, is that <laughs> it? The bathroom. That is the bathroom where it happened. You guys should go that take one. a picture in there by the urinal like Gus peed at. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll, go, we'll all go take photos after this. <laughs> we'll have your reunion every this, year. This is a... Speaking of that, this is the first year you and I, Gus, aren't working on RTX, which is very, very, very weird. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. I think... Uh, People keep coming to us, like, talking about stuff. and like, yeah, you should really let Bethany know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that's happened to you. Why don't you go talk to the people who are actually in charge? Mm -hmm. it's, been, uh, it's, been, it's been different, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, are you guys having a good time, though? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's like you have this baby, and then you give it to someone else, and you're like, take care of this baby. Mm -hmm. And don't drop it. Grows up and then... Don't shake it. Learns how to drive, loses its virginity too, too early, and you're like, what'd you do that for? Isn't... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Barbara's parenting advice 101. <laughs> don't drop the baby. You could be a professor also. <laughs> if you drop the baby, apologize for it right away. Sorry, I dropped your baby. But it's been, it's been cool to see the amount of growth and the things that are, are happening this year. Like, I think... I think I think I think that the animation festival has been absolutely crazy. All the stuff that yeah. we put together for the programming for that—it's super impressive. I didn't think that we were going to talk about uh, Genlock or Bloodfest at all. So happy to be the, talking about those uh, finally. We yeah. Talked about yeah, we talked about Bloodfest at the uh, Founding Fathers panel today. Did you talk about it before you were supposed to? Me? No, it wasn't me. Uh, it oh. was Matt. Yeah, oh, Matt, kinda, to Matt totally dropped it. Matt kind of just talked about it, and Jeff and I were looking at each other like. We've never talked about that, right? Like, that's, that's new. And, yeah, somebody, uh, one of the animation people was walking around with a Genlock shirt on yesterday. And I was like, uh oh, yeah, it was okay. What do you, you know, my initial reaction was, why are you wearing a Genlock shirt? Should we talk about it right now? Because some yeah. people may not know about it. Why don't you, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about Genlock, Barb? You know, I mean, me? Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. It's a new animated show that Rooster Teeth is working on, it's a new 3D animated show, and it's going to be like super badass with mechs. We are making a mech show. Yeah. Rooster Teeth Animation is doing it. So it's so cool, and it's 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 far enough along in development. Uh, you know, the way we handle uh, development at Rooster Teeth is we hear a lot of different pitches. Uh, like use Camp Camp as an example. Uh, we've for years and years we've been encouraging uh, Jordan Swears to direct an animation project because he did has done such a tremendous job, basically as a one man shop for so many years for the Rooster Teeth animated adventures. Uh, yeah, give it up for the RTA. That is like... He, he, uh, he told me something interesting about RTAA. I don't know if it's happened yet, but the first episode not directed by him is in the pipeline. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to be out really soon. Yeah, because he's, he's moved on to Camp Camp. And I was, I, we were always trying to encourage him uh, to you know, think about you know, not animating, because he's bad artist, but, uh, you know, just <laughs> direct uh, an animated series, and for years and years, and so got together with Miles, and they came in with three different pitches for shows. Uh, we essentially settled, settled on Camp Camp uh, as the one we wanted to go forward with. That went into development, they started building assets, they did some tests, we greenlit it further, and then now it's going into the second season of the show, uh, and it looks tremendous. It's like a great launch for the show. So, when we look at those things, I mean, you know, that development cycle that I just described in like 30 seconds can sometimes be 
nine months to 18 months uh, before you, you are able to talk about it publicly. And Genlock is at the point right now where we're moving forward on it, and they have this incredible, like, series Bible. I love that thing. Uh, like a concept art and everything. Uh, Backstory. It's just where they are currently in development for it. And it's just like, this thing is one of, this thing that we'll never publish or put out there is one of the coolest things I've ever seen us make, is that Genlock Bible. It's really cool. In fact, I had it in my car yesterday, and it was on my back seat before they did it. When I got out at the hotel, I was like, I better not leave that there, <laughs> because I didn't want to be responsible for anything getting out. So I, I took it home today. And then I shredded and burned it, so don't even try it. And then the other thing that we announced, uh, Matt kind of just randomly dropped at the Founding Fathers panel today, uh, is that you know when we made Laser Team, we, we said we wanted to be making more feature films. Uh, and then because Laser Team did so well on YouTube Red, they immediately uh, financed a sequel uh, to the series. And uh, so we immediately then had to, because we're tied to a financing partner on that, they have their own kind of like PR announcements that they like to do. They want to let other people know that they have big shows in development, so they wanted to announce Laser Team 2 right away. Uh, but we actually had already begun development on our next feature film, which is not a Laser Team movie. It's called Bloodfest. It's a horror comedy that starts shooting uh, at the end of next month. So we're starting production on Bloodfest right away. Yeah. And it's one of those things that we talk about all the time, and I'm notorious for slipping up and revealing stuff that I shouldn't. I do it all the freaking like time. Like everyone going to RTX Sydney? Oh, right. I think I announced the entire everyone <laughs> all along the way, and I think I've announced some people for RTX London as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I made it through the secret period for these shows uh, before they you know, got announced and I didn't slip up. Did you hear that uh, Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man, did you hear that they won't let him read the script for Infinity Wars. Yeah. Because they know that he'll give away something in the interviews. So they just tell him his lines and that's it. <laughs> that's and he's tough. totally fine with it. Lindsay's also known to be a notorious spoiler of things. I'm surprised we give her the Ruby scripts so far in advance. <laughs> but um, so I think out of, out, of, out of, anyway, going back to where we started, it's been great to see the amount of growth with RTX this year. Yeah. Uh, and I think probably the biggest surprise, I didn't know about it until we publicly announced it, was the fact that Andy Serkis came and that we had a screening of War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yep. Which was absolutely crazy. I guess you guys went. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see the screening, but I'm absolutely super excited. Did, did you guys go? No, I, I did. Yeah, I did a, I, I did a Q&A with oh, right. uh, Andy Serkis and Joe Terry, the visual effects supervisor, uh, for the movie. And it's just like, it's so nuts because, you know, you look at like, uh, what's today, July 8th, right? Is it the 8th? Yep. Yes. Yeah, so tomorrow's July 9th. Tomorrow is the 35th anniversary of a movie called Tron, which was the first movie to really feature computer visual effects. And yeah, it's awesome and we all love it, but it's lousy. I mean, it's like, they were rendering computer graphics when they couldn't even see what they were working on until they rendered out the frame. It was all just like math equations. I read that light bikes were just done by typing numbers into a program and then they had to see if it actually worked out like they imagined it. Yeah. You couldn't see what they were doing. It's mental. Yeah, until they rendered. I, yeah. I can't even imagine that. Now it would, it would like, take hours. Yep. And now you can like get like an 80% pre-visual before yeah. you even render it. You just render it for effects and things like that. But uh, yeah, so then it's crazy though because then you go see... Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, and it comes out next week, so I won't spoil anything. I just funny because when I was doing the Q and A uh, with Andy Serkis, 
it was in front of people who had just seen the movie, but I still had this knee-jerk reaction about not saying any spoilers. Oh. But they'd all just like watch the <laughs> fucking movie, and uh, so I didn't want to spoil anything that happened. Um, but uh, they have so many scenes in that movie where there's no dialogue, where everything is just faces, like people looking at each other or an ape with a human looking at each other, and they cut back and forth between a CG ape and a human filmed face, you would not have been able to do that stuff like five years ago even. It just, you, the, that difference in fidelity would have just like thrown you yeah. way off. I feel like this is, in, in the franchise, this is a tough movie because like in the earlier movies, it's obviously like, like they're apes, they still act like apes, they don't necessarily talk. In the last movie, they kind of talk a little bit, but they're still very ape-like. But you're starting to make that turn because in the original movies, you know, they're obviously people in ape suits, so they walk like humans. Uh, so we're making that turn where they're trying to become, they're becoming more human. So you really have to rely a lot more on that CG yeah. to sell it and make it work. But all the reviews I've seen have been amazing for it so far. I learned an interesting distinction too. Uh, Joel Terry said they no longer use the word motion capture, that, that terminology. They don't call it motion capture. They call it uh, very specifically performance capture because it's not just motion. You know, they're, they, they're now trying to... They have the technology point where they're trying to capture emotion more so than they are trying to capture emotion, which is, I think, an interesting distinction. But, dude, it just shows how far everything has come. Well, they, show, they do like a lot of facial capture too now, right? Yeah. Like they have like the dots on the face and cameras specifically for that. Yeah, and I had to ask him because he's like, there's no one that really is in the same space as Andy Serkis. He's kind of like in his own realm for acting and performance because he works on stuff that's live action, but then he's like the premier motion or performance capture artist, right? I mean, wouldn't you say so? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's the one that everybody knows. And uh, I asked him, I said, like, let's say you showed up to the set for Planet of the Apes 3, War of the Planet, for the Planet of the Apes. You showed up that, and the director, Matt Reeves, said, all right, we're going a different route with this. We're going old school. We're going to do all practical effects. You're, we're going to put prosthetic makeup on you like in the 60s film, but way better, you know, and you're going to do that. Would your approach be different for this character, Caesar, if it was a motion capture versus if it was prosthetic make, makeup? And he said, absolutely not. He approaches it the exact same way. Just gives the highest fidelity performance that he can and then, you know, gets it done. And Gavin, you'd love this. They talked about how when you make a movie, a lot of times you can go back and you can do what's called ADR, where you re-record lines. And it's like, if you fuck something up and you didn't record it right, you have to go back and watch your character talking on screen while you say the line over and over again until it matches. It's, it's kind of a painstaking process, but you can also change some lines to fix some story stuff. They can do that with emotions, like facial emotions. They can go through and tweak things, oh or they can say, hey, the way this scene ended wasn't the way we wanted to, so go back in the facial rig and just re-record your face with it's a new crazy. performance. <laughs> and they just plug in the face over the old one. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. Super cool. It'd be interesting to see if like they just replace people. Like you get a version of the Hobbit where, <laughs> you know, he play Andy Serkis plays Smaug in addition to playing Gollum as well, <laughs> you know, instead of Benedict Cumberbatch or something. So it was fascinating. So if you guys get a chance, you should check out uh, War for the Planet of the Apes because it was fucking awesome to have Andy Serkis at RTX Austin. That was yeah. really cool. That's yeah. a legend. Who's gonna do London? We had Hideo Kojima for Sydney. With Andy Serkis for here. Ryan Reynolds, please. <laughs> They're working on Deadpool 2, right? I think he tweeted the other day they started uh, filming. Yeah, and we should show it at London with Ryan Reynolds, shirtless. Let me call him right now. <laughs> I'll oil him up. It's okay. Hey, Gav, who's a good person we should have for RTX London for a keynote speaker? Ryan Reynolds. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a... It, he'd, get, he'd get on stage and be like, all right. Yeah. It wouldn't, be a, it wouldn't be a keynote speech, it'd be a keynote word. <laughs> All right, B, 
Oh, but <laughs> what are we doing? He'd be looking up what a keynote was on his phone. <laughs> I heard two responses from the audience. It was Dan and the Queen. Well, it has to be the Queen. The only two British people this audience knows. <laughs> no, I'm sure uh, the events team is working on that to figure that out. Yeah? Do you know? No, I don't know. You're lying. I don't know anything. I don't think he's lying. No, I'm not lying. No, it's totally true. I can't, I can't. I'll ask, I'll ask, I want to know something about RTX that Gus doesn't ask Bethany right now. I can just already tell you her response. You can leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy. So um, what has been your favorite panel you've been on so far, Gav? Or your favorite thing that you've done? Uh, this probably. This? Yeah. That was a good time. We're right in the middle of it. This is right now. This is currently what my life is. We're not quite halfway, so it could derail. Oh, that's true. We could get more drinks involved. Could derail. Could. I also heard that we might, we might play a game on this podcast. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts. Well, like, uh, like, like checkers? Or? I was thinking the game of life. Game of life. <laughs> Mousetrap. Million dollars, but I think that's tomorrow. That that's we're gonna tomorrow. tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. No. The only game I'm playing these days is Battlegrounds. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. Did you hear? Go ahead. <laughs> With the latest patch of Battlegrounds, data miners went through it, you know, and they'll find stuff that's not in the game yet. Yeah. Someone found a reference to a poisoned apple. <laughs> really? Okay. No, I think that's a, that's a really cool implication. I think people if you didn't could, know if, they if you could find food and find poison and leave poisoned food for other players, like where they think they're getting a health power up, but it's actually a hindrance. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so it's like, a, like a metaphoric poisoned apple. Or are they going to put apples in the game? They're probably, I don't know. I don't well, know. How would it be metaphoric? I mean, do you need food? You're on the island for, what, 30 minutes before somebody shoots you like an asshole from a bush? <laughs> but you're, the whole time, you're, all, all you're living on is energy drinks and painkillers. <laughs> that game, dude. That game is so much fun. And it, you know, it basically boils down to 30 minutes of, oh, I found this. Oh, I found this. Oh, yeah, that door's open. Let's go over here. Oh, I found this. I found that. Let's go over here. Who the fuck just shot me? <laughs> and then you're dead. That's how my experience works. But I actually found out, I got, this is the best part about being a parent, especially the, the parent of two video gaming kids, is I found out that Teddy is a ringer at Battleground. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ashley loves it because I'll be dead, and I'll be, I, I'll, or I'll be crawling because I'm knocked out, and then I'll be going, Teddy, go get him, get him, Teddy. <laughs> Teddy, like, just will charge into a building with a shotgun. And Sick him. Knocked out, knocked out, dead, <laughs> dead, dead. dead. And then Teddy comes strolling out with a shotgun on his shoulder. Teddy, we're going to play Destiny 2, right? Sweet. Yeah. Eventually. Destiny fans in the back there. Yeah, I didn't playing Destiny with Teddy was tough because I would only get to do it once, and then everybody would do a raid, and they go, well, we have five people. Can we just have Teddy and not you? <laughs> <laughs> we're a little tired of reviving you constantly, so... That's what happens. But yeah, so now we should, I think we should have Teddy be on our squads whenever we play Gus because he's just like. Uh, uh, can I have Teddy? Because you were terrible. Oh, yeah. Well, how was I? I was, uh, God dare you. First of all, Blaine was terrible. You, you was were constantly changing your mind. Like, let's go this way. No, this way. No, this way. No, not the car. Yes, the car. Well, you let's know I'm in real life, right? It's the yes. <laughs> But in real life, there's, we're not trying to kill each other. There's not like 100 people with guns hunting you. <laughs> Teddy, do I do that? Do I change my mind? I do, you're grounded. And then every, 
Every time something goes wrong. It's a mature rated game. Why are you even playing that game? Every time something goes wrong, it's always someone else's fault. (laughs) Why did you screw that up? Why did you screw that up? (laughs) You fully rage quit a game of Halo 2 once. You just dropped dead in front of us because you were pissed off how everyone was doing. (laughs) Like 14 years ago. So what? It happened. You hold on to things for too long, buddy. Oh, good memory. You're just establishing precedent. You're yeah. establishing a track record. You never rage quit on me. No. I'll stay. No matter how, how <laughs> terrible it gets, I'll stay the course. There you go. What's an aw? You're a good guy. At a moment, somebody got excited in the audience. It was like, aw. I think it's like a, like a hey, Gus is a good guy. Aww. What? Aww, yeah. <laughs> no. Gus is getting nicer. How quickly it's turned, huh? <laughs> you didn't even realize it. He's now the All nice guy. One let's play. Now I'm the villain. Who do you think is a better person, like deep core, a better person, you or Gus? Oh, me, obviously. <laughs> no, I think I'm a much better person. Gus hates other people. That's like... No, but he's a good person. But I, I sequester myself to not inflict that on them. Like, I bet no one in this better room has been delightful. directly wronged by Gus. You have <laughs> someone right here. <laughs> A couple of people raised their hand. Well, it's not bad. That was like three, three or four people. Hi, Ashley. Ashley, we were talking about, uh, you want to come up here real quick and talk about the experience of watching me, uh, I'm going to pop up here and talk about the experience of me uh, sicking my 12-year-old on gamers all over the world. <laughs> oh, you have? I, I acted like it was the first time I was hearing it, though. <laughs> could, I, could I tell them what happened on the Always Open panel? Uh, I don't know if I like this. Uh, oh, no, don't worry. Uh, this, you might not like this, actually. Um, so we were in the middle of our Always Open panel. I think we were talking about poop. Shocking, I know. As, as you do. And Ashley goes, uh, I actually need to do that right now. Do you mind if I leave and come back? So in the middle of our fucking panel, Ashley goes to take a dump. <laughs> And Announces she's going to do it and yeah. then goes to do it. Well, I mean, you have to, right? If you're going to be gone for a couple minutes. There's many reasons why you could leave a stage, though. It's you don't have to go straight to, I'm going to go take a big dump somewhere. <laughs> Tweet about it. Dude. No, I, I heard, I, I got a lot of tweets because Ashley has now developed this new thing she does where she likes to touch her boobs with other ladies' boobs. And she's trying to do it with everyone at the company. That's like a goal that she has. I thought that was just with me. So you're just going around, like, smearing your rack on as many people as you can? Hey, Gavin, you want to make her jealous? I like that we were both going up at the same time. It was <laughs> We're in sync. Don't, she went like this. Don't go like that. My complaint is that you don't do it in front of me, the way with these people. I got to see them do it, but I don't get to see you do it. You guys just rubbed your nipples together in front of 4,000 people. So what? It was great. And they cheered. (laughs) They cheered. The 14-year-old version of me would be freaking out if he saw into the future. For the record, I would not have done that with the 14-year-old version of him. Bullshit. (laughs) I just want to put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) And that 14-year-old's parents would have been, we knew it. (laughs) We knew. No, we could have posted this. Hey, I have an idea. What's that? Anybody want to play Gavin or Google? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> All right. We are going to play Gavin or Google now. Barbara and Gus, if you're not familiar with the rules of Gavin or Google, here's the way it is played. I take 
the wonderful brainless Gavin Free and I give him a three or four word phrase. Then I take that same three or four word phrase and I type it into the popular search engine Google. And I see the autocompletes that Google offers when I do that. And I take the weirdest query that comes from Gavin and the weirdest one that comes from Google and I compare them and we try to figure out who said it, Gavin or Google. What is the theme what? song? Let's Sing along. Gavin or Google, Google or Gavin, which one said it? Let's find out. I'm feeling lucky. All right, again. One of these days, can we play Gavin or Bing? Well, that'd be Barbara or Bing, surely. We'll Barbara play Barbara or Bing. Or, Bing. or Bernie you know or Bing. I feel like, not to disparage our partners at Microsoft, uh, I feel like Google might be more popular as a search engine, and I think you need the most amount of people to get the stupidest answers. Good point. That's a good point. Like, I think if someone is, like, leaving Google to go to Bing, they're probably sick of what they're getting on Google at that point, <laughs> and they just, they want to go somewhere else. All right. <clears throat> Let's play Gavin or Google. The first phrase that I typed into Gavin, and I typed in to Google, was, do cats know? Oh, great. Do cats know? <laughs> One of them, either Gavin or Google said, do cats know when you turn off the light? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great question. Because just recently, Ashley's cat Nutmeg was in the middle of like the bathroom rug, just sleeping in the middle of the night. And I walked into the dark and full on stepped on nutmeg. And she must have just seen me like coming, like, hey, what's up? And then I just got a smush. <laughs> she must have been like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You crushing that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hold on. But cat cats have no idea that we can't see in the dark, right? They have no clue. Yeah, they probably think we see like they do. They just all of a sudden, like, we go blind for no reason to them, <laughs> right? And we step on their tails or something like that. All right, the other one, the other response I got was, do cats know why people want to squeeze them? <laughs> do cats know why people want to squeeze them? Jesus Christ. And then do cats know when a person turns off the light? Okay. I'm, I'm going to make... A leap here. Go ahead. I think whoever or whatever is talking about the lights is I think they're wondering if cats know that humans directly affect the lights. That we can hit a switch and turn them on or off. That being said, I think that one is Google. I think, I think I, Gavin said, do cats... Uh, the squeezing one. The because sque Gavin likes to squeeze things, and whenever he sees a cute animal, he goes like this. Ooh, 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 ooh. So that's accurate. By that. Do you know Joel does the same thing? Joel goes, poor kitty. <laughs> poor kitty. And then he just like slaps it on the sides of its body. Yeah, he'll stand like a cat will be walking, and Joel will straddle it on either side of its legs. And then he bends down and goes, pat, pat, on either side with his hands. Like, he's never, like, he's read about people petting cats, and he's just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And he just, he pats on either side, and he says, he says, poor kitty. Poor kitty. Here's what he says. <laughs> to Joe the cat, he just does this. He goes, cat, 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 cat. 
he does it for like 20 minutes at a time. Cat, 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 cat. Like, cat. He's like tossing cat salad. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. You can toss salad in a non-sexual way. It's a thing people do on a Both involve that pussy. Yeah, but I don't know, Gavin, because I feel like if you were in a salad bar where they only serve salad... And That'd the, be the name of a strip club. <laughs> and the waiter asks you, do you want me to toss your salad? You would still laugh, even in that... <laughs> it's <even> hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but I'd want it done. <laughs> like, it's funny, but yeah, mix that dressing in. Well, I'll give Meg one of those online sticks of butter, and you guys can go to work. All right. Uh, so you both actually had the same answer. You both selected yes. that. Gavin said, the, do cats know why people want to squeeze them? Congratulations, you both got a point. Yes. Show of hands, who in the audience realized that Gavin was the squeezing people one? Yeah. I do, I'm, I'm curious though on Google, I'm, I, I would like the answer to the question. Do cats know when we turn on the lights? You just got to click on it, you'll find out. Uh, is that the way that works? All right, I'll do that in the future. <laughs> You're the one asking, don't ask me. So, if I type, like this stuff in and I see an autocomplete, that doesn't end up being recorded anywhere, right? What do you mean? Your search well, history? Yeah, like do I have to hit enter to do it? I think uh, so. Because it's obviously taking the data as I'm typing it, right? I think you need to press enter for it to No, no, I think it's getting sucked in, like I as think, type as you go. It's yeah, like, oh, I, it's totally got it. It would have to record it to then know that, oh no, it has to be searches if they do it. Yeah. I just think Google takes everything they can, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, so, I mean, they give results as you type. Right, so it's obviously collecting the data and then using it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, why wouldn't they store it at that point? Right. <laughs> what are, what are the, I wonder what are the most common, like, unsearched for search phrases that people type in. Like yeah. they just typed it in but didn't, it was too cheeky to <laughs> press enter. How do I bury a, no, nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we could get someone who heads up, like, Google searches, search division to come on the podcast one day. That'd be awesome. And talk about metrics and things like that. So I met a guy at VidCon. He came up to me after a panel, and he, he uh, didn't want to be identified, so I'm totally <laughs> breaking that confidentiality. But he was the guy who, he's one of the main guys who works on the content ID system that mm -hmm. identifies like clips on YouTube and uh, you know, the algorithm that identifies if they vi violate copyright or whatever. So he likes to identify but does not like to be identified. Yes, yeah. So it was interesting because obviously he, he thought the work that he does is good, but people wouldn't like him very much if they knew him. It was a pretty interesting conversation. All right, the next phrase that I typed into Google and gave to young Gavin Free was, where, uh, yeah, where is? We're gonna do four, is that okay? Can we do four? All right, that's true. Of course, yeah. Okay, where is, where is? The first thing that came back, where is the internet exactly? <laughs> Where, <laughs> where is the internet? And the other one that came back is, where is the world's first poo right now? Gavin, that's Gavin. That's absolutely Gavin. I don't even, yeah, Gavin said the poo. Gus, you want to, want to talk us through this? Okay, where is the internet exactly? Is someone wondering what country has jurisdiction to regulate the internet? You're giving a lot of credence <laughs> to Gavin and Google, buddy. I'm going to think that one's Gavin. Uh, the internet one? Where's the internet? Yeah. And Barbara's saying the poo one? Absolutely. Barbara has taken a commanding lead two to one. Obviously. Obviously. The fact that the word poo 
was used. Should it have been poop? Poo. Well, or like, like fecal a, matter or like anything that's more, I guess, I feel official. Like, you think yeah. someone asking that question would use fecal matter? No, but poo is a very gavid word. Well, I mean, at some point, life is just like cells dividing and stuff. But at some point, something took a dump. Where was it? And what was it? Do you think it's how big exists? was this dump? No, it doesn't still exist. It might be a fossil. A fossil. But it was somewhere. It's the first of everything. Okay. <laughs> the next phrase that I typed in was are polar bears. Are polar bears dot dot dot. First response I got was are polar bears even worried, though? <laughs> Are they worried? Are they really all that concerned about everything? And the other one was, are polar bears just regular bears that have not walked far south enough yet? <laughs> oh, my God. oh, God, both of those are so fucking dumb. Can you read them again? Yes. First one was, are polar bears even worried, though? <laughs> the other one was, are polar bears just regular bears that have not walked far enough south? I'm going to go with, are polar bears worried, though, is Gavin. And it's two things that polar bears could potentially be worried about. It's the melting ice cap, mm -hmm. so less place for them to hunt and stuff. And the second is their brittle penis The dick snapping off right. right. <laughs> I think those are the two things a, po a polar bear would be worried about. I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to say uh, polar bears haven't walked far south is Gavin. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a tie. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> All right. Well, Gus, you're going to get to go first on this one. All right. Who the fuck would ask that question? What is the brittle penis bones? Oh, like a, pol a polar bear has a, no a bone in its knob. But apparently CFCs and that are making its bones brittle. So they'll shag, snap their knobs, and then they can't make new polar bears. That, I Bacula. The dick bone, right? Yeah. Uh, you weren't on that podcast, but uh, when we had Sally LePage on, oh, okay. she came on and uh, we talked about this. Talked about the brittle penis? Yeah, they got brittle cock. Bacula? Yeah. Sounds like, like a Bollywood vampire movie. No. It sounds like Quantum Leap. <laughs> What's that? It sounds like Quantum Leap. Oh, Scott Bacula? Yeah. Scott Polar Pair Penis Bones. <laughs> that has a roll off the tongue as or well. Or if Arnold oh Schwarzenegger boy. ever did a Dracula movie, I'll be Bacula. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that was a stretch. They had to psych themselves up for that one. You know a word that's like means e booing and applauding at yeah. the same time. <laughs> that's going to be the title of my autobiography. <laughs> All right, Gus, you get to answer first. I'm going to give the correct answer. You guys have to choose different answers, so Barbara. Why do we have? Okay. Eh, it's first. He gets it, wait, I, if I, if first I don't want to go time. first, wait, I'll hear about you, it. Forever. Do you want to go first, Barbara? I'll go first. You go first. All right, Barbara's going to go first. This is our tiebreaker. And what is the, what is the record at RTXs for you guys? I'm I think I'm still winning. Yeah, you, I think she Barbara's I think in the I, I won last year, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. We should buy right. a scoreboard. 
This is how many people, dot, dot, dot. How many people, dot, dot, dot. How many people does it take to officially be a crowd? How many people does it take to officially be a crowd? That's a good question. And the other one was, how many people high is the moon? <laughs> not not well, that ridiculous. Very, uh, very happy that I'm going first because uh, how many people high is the moon is 100% Gavin. I don't know. I'm split on these. Are you? I'm really split. Unless he was trying on purpose to be smart to, to fuck us up. It is a tiebreaker. I, 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 I got to take the other one. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. They're both, they're both, they both have me stumped. They're both very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Still reigning champion, Barbara Dunkelman. <laughs> Did you find out? How many people high is the moon? No, mostly the, the ones I suggest. I'm, I want to know. How many people high is the moon? We can, we can figure it out. we got some math right now. Hell, I mean, people are all different heights. How far away is the moon? It's like 238,000 miles away, I is think. It really? I thought it was 186. Uh, all right. Come on. You guys, when you watch at home, you know have all the fucking answers. How, how tall yeah, it's is not, it? not so easy when it's on the spot, right? <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So the moon. Cause shit on my dick. We'll say the synopsis on Wikipedia says 238,900 miles. What's it? <laughs> what was it? 238,900 miles. So we'll do, shut up, dude. I'm doing it right here. <laughs> 238,900 miles times 5,280 feet. That's all the average person. So, oh, that's. Five, eight? Five, want to say five, eight? Five, seven? Should, should five, we just eight? say six just to make it? Yeah, I mean, six, no, but six, like, six, that's, six. that's the average height of men, though. Well, we don't want to convert inches to, you know, percentage of feet. So let's just do six feet. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait Gavin, it's just an estimate. So if it's six feet, then it's 210,232,000. No, so, so we could do you, it. Yeah, we could do it. That's what I was thinking the same thing. I mean, not just us, a bunch of other people, too, but It'll be like that could. scene from the Lego movie where they're all coming together. Lego Batman? Lego movie. Lego Batman? Batman. I feel like, would, would it be cheaper to do that than actually send another rocket? The problem is, they'd all die, Gavin. Yeah, that is the issue. <laughs> Just that give them a hose to breathe through. And also, could, who is the person on the bottom that has 210 million people standing on their shoulders? Oh, yeah. I think he's volunteering. Well, I mean, ants could do it, couldn't they? The equivalent? But we did it for people, not for ants. Do the calculation for ants. <laughs> I'm not, I'm do you not think there could be enough ants? Like, to, to an ant, you're the moon. So do you think there could be enough ants that could stack up to reach your face? From where? From where? From Cleveland. From the ground. <laughs> from where? <laughs> you're saying could all the ants climb to my nose? No, he's could saying how many, like, if your face was the moon, how many ants would it take to get to your face? Yeah. How many ants would it take to get up to your face? I'm going to say 150,000 ants could. Do you touch think they could do that in one little stem? Well, they'd be like a, it'd be like a Christmas tree shape. You think they could do it? Yeah, they, they, ab they absolutely could. Yeah, you think so? Really? Yeah, no doubt. But why don't we get people doing the Christmas tree shape and just mush them all in? And it's going to take a lot more people for that. We got a lot of people. <sighs> we got like seven billion. And that's why you're here today. 
There's a lot of pressure on the person who's like gets to the moon. And like, at some point you're stacking up, but then at some point you're stacking down. You, what's the point at which you're stacking down towards? Wait, the how are you stacking down? Because you're going up towards the moon, but then eventually you're you're reaching the surface of the moon. You're coming. So you're saying down. like as we approach the moon, some people are going to jump off, stand on the moon, and then work back towards the middle. That makes sense to me. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> At some point, you're going down, though. You go up towards the moon. At some point, in the middle of, well, like, the middle gravity zone will be really... The middle gravity zone. <laughs> well, like, it won't be heavy. You're just, like, floating in the middle. You're like, oh, it's a real you're tough also, work right now. The moon's uh, uh, revolving around the Earth. Well, let's the not add even more complicating factors so it's like to this. You build the humans up, and you wait for the moon to come across. So it, what it sounds like is what we should be doing. Send a bunch of people to the moon, pyramid up, a bunch of people on Earth, and then as it comes by, we'll high-five the very top of it. Just <laughs> nailed it. The best high-five. I like that idea. Can you imagine if we actually somehow convinced people that this was a worthy endeavor and we started doing it? What? And like the aliens that are watching us cloaked in the asteroid belt be like, what the fuck are they doing now? What, what would the velocity of that high-five be? It oh, would it, knock off it would your wrist. hands off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There would just be two hands floating through space. <laughs> you know how sometimes you go for the high five and you miss? Wouldn't it be great if they missed on that one? <laughs> oh, fuck! And, it, and there's no air, so there wouldn't even be a satisfying woof. It would just be like... <laughs> <laughs> it becomes one of those things where one person goes for the fist bump and one person goes for the hands. Like, mm -hmm. I bet this, awkward. Room, this room could touch the ceiling in a Christmas tree oh. formation. Yeah, easily. We're not doing it. Man, I really do want to try it now. <laughs> they do that. What's the, the thing they do in some countries where they have the pole? And they, or they, they... Oh, it's like in Spain. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. What? Yeah. What is this? They just they do this. They stack up, and they go up a pole. And like, there'll, there'll be a dude holding the pole. I can't, you can't see my feet, but like jammed on the pole. And then somebody else goes in his back and does it. What's all... it for? People are bored as fuck. You know, that, that's what it's for. <laughs> This is how I use Google all the time. What's the crazy Europe thing where they climb a pole? That's what I'm looking up. The crazy thing is that it gives you the right answer. I know. Crazy Europe pole climb. This, this is when we It auto-completed. This is when we need the broadcast booth. They yeah. have that up. Dutch sport flirpen. Oh, no, that's the pole vaulting in the marsh. No, no, I'm telling you, it's Spain. Yeah. I'll find it here. It's crazy. They have a festival. Anybody they know? run away from the bull, and then they run up a pole. What's Sol that? Solstice? Tomato festival. It's a solstice they do it for. Some festival. But the videos online are like somebody just taking it. They just fall and take a header from like 80 feet up. It's crazy. I don't know how they convince people to do it every year. It's like those dudes who chase the, uh, the wheel of cheese down the hill. Is that Scotland <laughs> where they do that? Yeah, cheese rolling. Yeah. That's wicked. Would you go do that? Yeah. Let's do that. What's you the want to do it for the vlog? Go down a hill. You want to do a podcast trip to Scotland and we'll go chase the Let's Eagles? absolutely do that. Yeah. You would do that? Yes. Yeah. Is anyone, from the, is anyone from the sales team out there? Can you make that happen? Nope. Don't see anyone. Damn. We'll talk to them later. I, I'm not going to do it. I have a Why brittle, not? brittle bacula and I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> I was really jealous that you guys went to that place, Raclette, in New York City. What do we do? Raclette, the cheese place? Oh my god. Yeah, it's a little different, but yeah. That, the place where they do the scrapey cheese? Yeah. A little different to what? Rolling down a hill? <laughs> well, it's just two different... I mean, we ate cheese as opposed to chasing cheese and getting hurt. I mean, it's two different things. Was it a stick of cheese? <laughs> stop, stop. Don't send me down that rabbit hole with Gus.
I'll do that. Would you go? So, what are some events? Would you go if we filmed it? Would you go run with the bulls? No. 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 I, don't think well, I, I feel like that's that's cruel for the bull, though, isn't it? Like the bull doesn't want to. I think doing it's that. cruel at the end. I think it's badass for the bull for the first like thirty minutes. You know, it's the most fun it's ever had. That's like a dream come true. You guys keep saying bull like bowl, and I keep imagining like a little glass bowl like running down. Like clanging around. A well, street. that's a sport. You run with a glass bowl. <laughs> you try. This, this is kind of like bowls. This is kind of the thought process that led us to do unconventional. Was just like, what are like if you think about like a, a weird convention or a weird event, like what would you go to? And then just trying to identify those kinds of things. So I love this this idea where you identify an unusual gathering and you want to go and experience it. Yeah, you know, it, it, people were uh, trying to conjecture like what the next docs are going to be because. I don't know, do you, what do you consider the ASMR doc to be, Gavin? Do you consider that to be a, a Bernie doc or a Gavin doc? Like, Jeff had tattooists, Gus had unconventional. I don't even know that I consider uh, the first one we did as being a barber doc. Like, I think no, it's you, me and Blaine. Yeah, I think you could do, like, your own doc for something. That's well, a, why why that's do you have to assign, you know. why would you assign one person to it? Just because it's like, if we're going to do a Gavin documentary... Would people say, oh, there's already a Gavin documentary. It's the world's greatest head massage one, you know? Uh, I, mean, I, think, I think you could come up with a, a topic for a documentary that I would be a I don't lot think, like, any of the docs, maybe except Unconventional, really focuses on only one person. I would call it, like, that one-person doc. Even, like, the tattooist, I would call that Jeff and Griffin's doc. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. But it's, like, it's usually, like, focusing, like, one of the key personalities, you know? Mm -hmm. we, we try to put that, you know, kind of front and center. What would your doc be about? Well, I did the ASMR one. I don't know. I'd have to think about it, I guess. You know? I guess I kind of go through that whole process for the vlog because I'm always trying to come up with stuff to do for that, you know? But uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Have you, ever, have you done a vlog yet where you just did nothing? Uh, no. Where you just, like, sat on your couch in your underwear for the whole vlog? Like you've actually filmed your real life? Yeah. Yeah. No. Because you can't do that. Oh, someone <laughs> real wants that one. I'm sure if you put tell me that was the guy in the window who yelled that. <laughs> do it, and not someone it. who made it into the room. Like, do you think if you uploaded a vlog that was you napping in your underwear on a couch for eight minutes, do you think people wouldn't watch that? I'd watch it. <laughs> I'd watch it. It should be you sitting down and falling asleep within eight minutes. I will do. I will do a vlog where I fall asleep. It'll be like two minutes of content and then eight hours of video, though, because I'll be asleep <laughs> and I can't turn off the camera. That's still content. <laughs> That'd be the longest video Roosty's ever put up, surely. You hear, you hear me snoring. There's a, there's a YouTube channel. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. There's a YouTube channel of a guy who films himself sitting cross-legged, staring at a camera, smiling for yeah, it's creepy. four hours at a time. Yeah, it's really... It's kind of scary. And if people watch that shit... Nobody watches that, though. You watch it? You every watch day, come every off day? it. Why do you watch that guy? How bored? There's a lot of content he, on the internet. He's bored enough to be here. You, dude, you, you have yeah. the internet and porn. And there's no reason to be bored. <laughs> Gee, I mean, Gus and I, when we were, I mean, I, I was thinking about this uh, the other day. The internet and mobile phones in particular have ended boredom. Like, if I go somewhere and they say, oh, it's going to be a few minutes, or, oh, the doctor can't see you right away. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll just sit here and do what I normally do, you know, and I'll just do it in your office as opposed to, you know, before mobile phones, you just sit there. 
and stare at the wall. I almost like having the wait now where I go places because it's like a time to just decompress and check email and like do all your shit that you weren't able to do during the day. Yeah. It's like, here's a two-hour wait. It's like, awesome. I, we, I, I, feel, I do feel like we have kind of transcended boredom in a weird way. You know, and that has its own drawbacks where, you know, people aren't alone with their thoughts and things like that. But it's like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have that feeling of being bored very often. You have to be bored to come up with a good idea, I think. Yeah, you do have to be bored to come up with a good idea. It's like a reset for the mind. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what good. the shower's for. It's, are you bored in the shower? Well, there's nothing to do apart from... Well, I mean, Can we not bring up the so, shower? I know, I'm so glad, Barbara, that he brought it up. I'm so glad. It was a revelation to learn that Gavin has never, ever washed his butt. That's, what do you mean I've never washed my butt? What do you mean I've never washed my butt? <laughs> that's exactly what, what you want you, about. That's that is exactly what you, what you said. So Gavin talked about how he's in the shower and he doesn't use his hands on his butt. He just kind of, what do you bend over and open it and let stuff like the water go in? I mean, if you want like, what I do is I'll grab a cheek with each hand, sort of spread them and just be like. <laughs> and it's sort of like it's self-cleaning. It's the, not self The friction will brush off any debris, and the water's flushing through there anyway, and also... Debris! All right, all I right. Like I don't want to touch my anus with my fingers, so Why? sometimes I'll do. Why? Yeah, I've got to, like, eat with those and that. But what I have done is, like, I've gotten, like, suds from my body or, like, some soap, shower gel. I'll put it on this side of my hand, and I'll just sort of, like, karate chop <laughs> in the crack, and it, and it has, like, this... It sort of blasts everything out with some soapy suds. How many karate chops? Maybe like five. <laughs> the, the thing is, the reason I don't do more is because it sounds like I'm wanking. <laughs> Just like, okay, if you've I want to no... go, ba I want to go back though. Quick poll. I want to go back to the original method of grabbing the cheeks and going mush, mush, whatever that is. Does anyone show of hands? Anyone else wash themselves that way? See, no. you're freaks. Okay, okay, so you're no, freaks. No, no, wait, 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 wait. What I was Everyone interested all in. all the way to this convention to learn that. You're freaks. What I was interested in is, does anyone use the karate chop method? One. Look, I, I, the they're self-developed. No what one is that, like taught me how to Sunday do it method? properly. What's that? Who taught you how to wash your anus correctly? Nobody. But you, you're no nailing it, apparently. You. How do you do it? What's that? What's soap that? on my hand. Right there. Jang, jang, jang. So you're like, there you go. She's got it. So you're like fingering your ass with soap? It's who else soap. uses my method and Barbara's method? Who else does that? Thank you. You actually are clean people without swamp ass. Yeah. <laughs> what do the rest of you do? They go into public swimming pools. Here's what I do. I just lay down a bar of soap in my bathtub and I sit on it. <laughs> I'm, trying to be, I'm trying not to like spread the, the dirt. I just eat a sponge and chug dishwashing <laughs> and then it works itself out in about 24 hours. Okay, could I, I want to do this in front of live audience. I know I bring it up like a hundred times. Who pees in the shower? Oh, this is good. Okay. Who does not pee in the shower? <gasps> that is oh. a significant really? majority. Really? That is a significant majority. Mom. <laughs> you do not. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm shocked. I guess it's I, not genetic. I thought I was in the majority. I'm not. Yeah, of course. You're, it's weird. It's, okay, okay. Another one. Another old podcast favorite. Who sits and wipes? I do. I'm going to raise my hand for this one. You're my people. Who stands and wipes? That's not all the hands. I, 
That's not everyone. A lot of people didn't vote there. But but sitting was sitting was higher. You know, I have to admit, I I used to stand and wipe, and then y'all made me feel real self-conscious about it. So now I try to sit and wipe, and I'm always scared that when I do it, my hand's gonna go into the toilet water. There's so much. There's so much distance between your anus and the water. When you're not used to doing it, you're just like. "Mm." Yeah, but Barbara doesn't have the same equipment. She doesn't have the depth finder to know how far away she is. Just like. To her, it's all imagination of the distance, you know? She knows it's there. Yeah, I don't have, like, my labial lips aren't, like, hanging down, like, like a pair of balls. Your family's right there. <laughs> so a lot of people's families are here. Gus, how do you wash the old I've the got, I've got a scrubby. With You've got a what? A scrubby, like a, a, sp- like like a, a butt thing. Yeah. A butt sponge. Yeah. But that's that's, that's got to be really dirty, though. Just swap it out every now and then. So you I use just, it once? No. So at some point, no. so you're like washing your anus and then you put it down. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you also like rinse it off. Yes. I just think about some poor sponge that lived its life in the ocean. It got plucked out one day and it was like, oh, this is terrible. I love the ocean. Well, maybe this will be a fun adventure. Then along comes Gus in the supermarket. <laughs> I would rather do that than with my fingers, though. Guess what? I got, you got I, fingernails. The, the, the weird thing is you do neither. You just like, you've never washed your butt ever. I use water pressure and karate chop. <laughs> Could that be a shirt? <laughs> karate chop. There's soap up there. If anything, it's blasting the soap up. I'm getting like a, a deeper clean. Do you know you should get, you should, no one's answering this, which is probably some of the hands that we're missing. You should just get one of the detachable things and just let that yeah. do the work. If, like you, if you don't want to touch anything, you just get the, the thing with the thing, and you go yeah. in your thing. I don't have one. It sounds really expensive. It, oh, it's not really. <laughs> it's like 30 bucks. Yeah, it's, it's 30 bucks, and it's very easy. But save the 30 bucks and never wash your butt. That's the... Uh, it's that's, that's, washed! You're right. It's blasted clean. <laughs> that is the highest level of clean. <laughs> Do you, when you were living in, in the UK, are bidets a thing in the UK? They, or is that just... Uh, my grandparents had one, yeah. That a bidet? It was I a separate a one. It wasn't like in the toilet. It was like you have to squat over a different bowl. Yeah, separate one. Yeah. It wasn't like the Japanese fancy toilet Yeah, seat. it wasn't like a toto. So how do you not have that yet? Because you love those bidet toilet seats. How do you not have one of those yet? I don't have an outlet in my ball call. That's the problem, right? And then if you're going to put an outlet in a bathroom... Do you, you, do you not have one for like razors or hair dryers or anything like that? That's at the sink. Yeah, yeah. you could get it like an extension. And like, wire it down across below. the floor. Yeah, just poop in the sink. That's Barbara's <laughs> next. That's Barbara's next pole. I have a bidet um, that plugs into the wall. It's like just a, a toilet seat attachment. And the other day there was a huge thunderstorm here in Austin, and my power went out, which meant like everything that was plugged in or like anything that was connected to the internet went off. And then it instantly came back on. So my Alexa started like powering up, but my bidet also started powering up again. So like Alexa was like, "Hello," and then at the same time I hear. Mm. <laughs> It just starts blasting without asking any it's, questions. It's clearing itself out because it's restarting, oh. but it's it was like oh everything is coming to life. <laughs> so so it just it just comes out and sprays water, right? Yeah. W- would you like one that had like a little hand that just sort of karate chop? When when I went to I well I, I was gonna bring up something else about the bidet, but I went to Korea a few months ago, and the hotel I was staying in had a bidet. <laughs> And they had maybe the most aggressive icon on the bidet control for showing what the bidet does. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, it's, wow. It's on the inside. It, it, the, the icon shows 
Like water shooting up inside of you. Up in the butt. Yeah. Listen, Gus, you got to take it day by day. I like you. You almost got a standing ovation from the Dunkelmans down there. <laughs> all right. You all just lost one metal detector for tomorrow. <laughs> Do you want to lose two? The, okay, so the worst function on the bidet is the dryer. And here's, I don't use it anymore because the first time I, I used it, you don't realize you're sitting on it and then you use the dryer and it just like blows all the air through all your bits, like out, like between your legs where your nose is. <laughs> oh, like a dry blow? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that seems like a bad design. So you yeah. just get to like sniff your hot stink? Yeah. <laughs> God. Mm. You gotta keep your legs closed if you use the dryer on a bidet, pro tip. Why can't it blow downwards? Go ahead. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> like, cut, like, curve like the air. The ceiling? No, curve like, the air? Yeah, like, blow up around the bowl, get that stink, get it down. <laughs> straight down the middle. And, like, dry off all the... I'm not water. like that diagram of an airplane wing. <laughs> It'd be like that picture of the water in the butt, but coming out. That's the airplane that's like, guy. That's like a Gavin or Google complete. Why can't a bidet blow down? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Why can't a bidet... Good yeah, one. let's see. What is that one? Mm -mm -mm. It's going to be bad. Yeah, I, it takes me a while to find good ones. There's nothing to autocomplete for why can't a bidet. Because a bidet can do everything. So no one's searching for it. I hope I spelled bidet right. B-I-D-E-T? It would be tough if you lived in a country that had bidets and then you came to countries that didn't. That would be a big adjustment. I think it's less of an adjustment to go the other way. Like if you live in a toilet paper country and then you go to a bidet country. That's not so bad. It's what, the big adjustments when you go to one that has neither. That's just yeah, you're in a hand country. <laughs> yeah, you're which in is a what you do with your anus every morning, apparently. What's that? Well, a lot of people all over the world do it all the time. They do it in, in worse situations than I'm doing it. So you're just karate chopping away. <laughs> all right, should we? I mean, we literally have ten minutes left. Should we do questions? We we let's do a couple. I assume yeah, we have like. Oh, ten all right, we're gonna do questions. some questions. I feel now, like there's already enough people. Yeah, we're not going to get any more people, so if you're getting that. up, don't bother. Yeah, yeah, if already uh, do we have more Unless than enough for the next ten minutes. Okay, just don't run. We really do. Nine. Oh, lightning round. Right. All right, so let's start over here with questions. I have two. First one, we all know Gus' drunkest night is Cheese Master. Yes. What is the rest of y'all's? Mine was Fulcrum Night by far. Yeah. I think I was Disney help desk night. Oh my God. What's that? At VidCon. We've at talked VidCon. about it. Oh. Yeah, that's an RTA when Gavin got so drunk at VidCon that he was trying to smash my phone into constantly. And I wrestled with him for like two hours and then just threw him in an elevator and said, you're somebody else's problem now. And just hit all the buttons and got out of the elevator. Also, could you guys who all worked on the RT, I mean, RVB, could you sign this? I mean, afterwards, hopefully you can catch us over here to, to nope, sign nope, stuff. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, sorry. Nope. Security oh. issue. Sorry, all right. no, we can't sign anything up Hopefully here. we can figure something out. Okay. So, yeah. Over here. Wait, me? Yeah. Okay, I'm stupid. Oh, look who it is. 
How are you doing? I'm doing well. And I actually, I do have a question, but first I wanted to be like a creepy kiss ass for a second. Go ahead. You and Gus were talking about which one of you you think is the better person first. Gus, I do think you're great, but I kind of have like this bias towards thinking Bernie is one of the best people I've ever met. Man, I used uh, to like you. That's so sad. Gus, I still, I still think you're great. I really do. Anyway, my actual question was like, who is your favorite character to voice and why? I bet you've probably been asked that before, but refresh my memory. Well, I, I, I'm having a blast voicing Tai Yang in Chibi specifically. That is like, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a blast doing Tai Yang in Ruby proper, but I don't know. I feel like I've done more Chibi lines than I have proper Ruby lines, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah, Yang has always been my favorite character to voice because it's just my own voice, so it's very easy to do. But um, I've been having a lot of fun with Maris as well. Yes. She's really, really fun to voice. I love her. How many of you were surprised that Naris is a girl in that episode? Spoiler alert. Really? I was, I was in like the approvals for watching an episode of Camp Camp, and when it came up that Naris was a girl in the episode, I was like, Naris is a girl? How did I miss that? And then the, I watched the audience have that huge reaction in the same way. <laughs> yeah. What about you? I like voicing Gavin in, in Let's Plays. <laughs> yeah, my favorite is Simmons because it's the only one I voice. <laughs> All right. And just a shout out to Hannah. For those of you who don't know Hannah, a few years ago, uh, she was in a car with uh, five. She was one of five people in the car. Uh, they had a huge accident on their way to RTX from the East Coast. Uh, unfortunately, three of her friends died, and Hannah was severely injured, went through a long recovery process. She finally made her trip to RTX last year, made it all the way here, and is now a guardian this year. Love you, Hannah. Let's go over here. All right, this is a question for Bernie. Do you think Rooster Teeth will ever try never. a podcast? Go ahead. Or film and television review again. Oh, a movie-based one? Uh, we, we did. We would do it again, is what they're saying. So well, it's time to enjoy the show. Yeah, we just did enjoy the show. I mean, yeah. that was very recent. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We, we talk about it a lot. It does seem like it would work, but we don't have a good track record of doing that. I mean, maybe the no could probably do a better job, maybe, than we could. So speaking of the world's greatest head massage doc, I was headed near that area last fall, and I looked into possibly meeting Baba to get a head massage for his channel, but when I went to his channel, I saw that it's still the two videos you guys made. Yeah. Is that people not wanting to put their videos on Baba, or it's, does he not have access? It's tough because Baba doesn't even have a phone that you can reach him on. So it's really hard to coordinate. And he lives in a very rural part of India. So it's hard to coordinate and help him out. I got a glimmer of hope of being able to help him uh, take the next uh, step in that, where there's uh, an ASMR artist called, I believe it's ASMR Barber. He currently has a crowdfunding campaign running to bring Baba to the US and go on a tour. Uh, so if you liked Baba the Cosmic Barber, you should check that out. It, I, it doesn't look like it's going to fund, unfortunately. It had a very lofty goal. Uh, but maybe, hopefully, if Baba comes to the U.S., we can figure something out. Or maybe we get Baba to come to RTX London. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Keynote. Could I get a head massage if you did that? That'd be great. I think uh, we probably have time for maybe two more. Real quick, can I get change for a 20? No. <laughs> All right, over Hi. here. What's your question over here? 
Hey y'all, hey. I was wondering if you could play a quick <laughs> game. Um, out of all of y'all, who would you fuck, marry, kill? <laughs> out of all of us? Kind I, of an unfair. Out of y'all just up there. Could kind I kill of, all of them? Kind of an unfair question. <laughs> Obviously everyone's gonna fuck Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he has a dirty butt. It's clean! <laughs> um, I would marry Bernie. Yeah, you go. Because he's got, he's got that Tesla. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Ashley. That's and what then, I call uh, it. I, <laughs> I guess fuck Gavin because I'd feel weird about that with Gus. <laughs> I wouldn't then, have it any other way, Barbara. But, but Gus, I wouldn't want to kill you either. So I'd, no. I'd just, you know, let you do your thing. <laughs> I see how it is. I'm thinking the same way. I think I would kill Gus, I'd marry Barb, and I would have a very magical evening with Gavin. <laughs> We would get in the like shower and like, karate chop each other. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you were like, I'm the complete opposite. I'm going to kill Gus still, though, obviously. <laughs> Over oh, there. Okay. Okay. Um, funny story. While I was wearing this mask while running down Nietzsche Street, I came across this homeless guy, and he was freaked out, saying this face looks like the face of a monster or a, or a burn victim. So what wow. are your thoughts, Gus? Let me tell you something. <laughs> when we had our office downtown, we still have our office at 7th and Congress. The building no longer exists. I know what you're going to say. I had the worst run-ins with the homeless every day. Um, one time I was walking across the street, and this homeless woman was walking across, and she stopped. She had a thing for Gus. She, she stopped me, looked me in the face, and said, I know you. And I said, oh, yeah? She, she said, you raped me once, <laughs> violently. Yeah. Oh, good and I said, Lord. no, no, I do not know you. Kept she walking. said it very loud, too. To like that her. woman was Esther Sorolla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. A another time I was leaving the office. That's like the worst wrong number ever. <laughs> I was in the office leaving. I called my wife. I was on the phone with her, walked out down to the street. Uh, I was walking down the street, and a homeless person saw me. She got up in my face, was staring at me. I put the phone down. I said, what, what do you want? And she said, you can't ignore me, and kicked me in the shins and ran off. <laughs> So, I don't know. I, we, we, don't, we don't get along. Didn't you also see two different homeless tits the same week? I did. Like, separate tits, though, and separate women. Many times. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're at all curious, um, our old office, it's really kind of strange to go see it. It's down at 7th and Congress. It's now a Sofitel hotel, but it's almost like they set the hotel back further in the lot and they maintained the structure of the old two-story building that was there. So it kind of just looks like they renovated our old office and then put a hotel on top yeah. of it after that. Hmm. So it's weird to see that space though where it's like the place where we made so many videos just doesn't exist. Or yep. we could go sit in there and now drink like at the lobby bar or something like that. It's weird. All right, probably last question here. Yeah, probably last question. Hi guys. Uh, so what is the moment that you all witnessed of each other that is the epitome of your personalities? Like, what is the most wow, Gavin Gavin has been? Interesting question. That's an interesting question. Um, I got. If you get more time, I could definitely come up with that. Um, yeah, guys, I feel like that's, a, that's a longer process. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. I don't know if I can think of that. Yeah. Gus storming out of the van when I asked him <laughs> if he wanted to go to Vegas. Bernie not stopping, asking if I want to go to Vegas. So here's what happened. Here's what happened. We've been over this. He said, I don't want to hear Vegas anymore. I'll get out of the van if you say Vegas to me one more If you ask me to go to Vegas one more time. And I said, okay, I, will, I, I swear. I've got no, what I said, that's not what I said. 
I said, I will get out of the van if you say Las Vegas one more time. And I said, okay, I'm done. I will not mention Las Vegas again. No, that is not that what was you it. said. That is not what you said. You said, are you that mad? You would really get out of the van if I say Las Vegas again. And at that point, it's a challenge to me. Because <laughs> I have just said I'm going to leave, and you immediately say it back to my face. Yeah, that was the moment. That was it. <laughs> That was it. It's also like the, all the moments after that when he claims that he's right. That's like my whole experience with Gus. Who would have left the van? Wow. <laughs> it, Gavin, it would be, and I can't think of it in particular, but there's something incredibly stupid that we did while traveling together, I'm sure. Like we ended up somewhere where we weren't supposed to be. Or it's really bad that we can't pinpoint a specific stupid moment. You know what? I can do two things together. I can right. do the time that you and I were on a plane together. You were four people in front of me in security. <laughs> there was some massive delay that I didn't get through security for 15 minutes after that. And the plane was leaving, and Gavin just got on the plane and left without me. <laughs> didn't tell the flight crew or anything that I was on my way. Look, look if you're 30 seconds behind me at security, you're not going to be more than eight minutes behind me on the plane. So Somehow you were. That's not my fault. It was a swing to stop the plane. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised that they didn't wait for you. Why? I don't know, because you checked in, I assume, and they knew you were coming. They don't wait for shit. They'll leave you. All right. Anybody else? <laughs> Got anything else? I would have to that's think it. about that a little harder. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a really good question. We should want to cover that in uh, the next podcast. Get on the we'll next podcast. Yeah. We'll come back to that one. We'll come up with some good moments. All right, everybody. Thank you for coming out. Thank you. RTX Podcast 2017. Thanks, everybody.